You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, welcome to Gospel Theory, where we are finding the truth of Jesus Christ amidst all those rumors, those myths, and those incorrect definitions. I am Trusta Neal, and this is my son, Isaac. Hello. Welcome. So today is another myth. We're going to do one more. And this myth is that if I know it in my head and I feel it in my heart, it must be right. That makes sense to me. I mean, that's what I do. Right? I, if I think it out logically, and I know that in my heart that it's true, then I absolutely, that that's what I do. Okay. So let's let it, look at it scripturally. Okay. Okay. So in Second Nephi, it says that God will show us all things, or the Spirit will show us all things. Do you believe that to be true? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Also in Moroni, he tells us we will have the knowledge of all things. All right. So then how is he going to show us all things? education i guess maybe but how are you going to know like how are you going to know yeah well, yeah that's why you have the gift of the holy ghost or you have the light of christ okay yeah. but then where how do you know that the gift of the holy ghost has told you something in your heart in your body in your body true. yeah well for me every it's i think it's different for every person but for me it's anytime i feel emotional uh that's an indication to me okay um, that the, the Spirit's talking to me. Good, good, good. So as we're reading in Doctrine and Covenants, it says, I will show you in your heart and in your mind. Right? So if God's going to show us all things, then how's he going to show us all things? He's going to show us in our heart and our mind. Yeah. Woohoo! We have an answer. Uh, but that leads to another question. How does he show us in our heart? How does he show me in my mind? Does he open up your mind and yeah. scribble it in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just open up your chest and right. rub it in. <laughs> right? So what happens in our minds? Uh, thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. It's where we can think things through. Yeah. We can think about our thoughts. Yes. Oh, it's crazy, huh? <laughs> think, <laughs> think about, about we thought about this at this time. We were thinking about this when this happened, right? We can think about, we are self-aware. So God's yes. going to make that available to us in our minds, in our thoughts, when we're thinking and pondering. So let's talk about our hearts. What happens in our heart? Um, a lot of feelings going on, emotions um, that can be sometimes tied to action. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts appear, a lot of emotions in here. Yeah, a lot of people say that the heart is connected to the will, our desires. Yeah, yeah, our desires, our emotions, our feelings, what Both we long for. Yeah, oh yeah, good and bad, absolutely. So that leads to the next question, right? The next question in my mind is: Well, can Satan talk to us in our hearts and in our minds? Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had a bad thought? Always. Every day. (laughs) Have you ever have you ever had an emotion that made you question? Yes. Right? So Satan can talk to our minds and Satan can talk to our hearts. How do we trust it? That's a good question. 
I mean, that's what church members do all the time. They always say, well, how do I learn? How do I know if it's coming from Satan? How do I know if it's coming from me? And how do I know that it's coming from God? Yeah. It's hard. The lines are very blurred. At least Satan would like you to feel like the lines are blurred. Yes, yes. So we need to get it clear. Yeah. (laughs) Clear it up, right? For me, that's taking out the trash. You got to take out the trash. You got to take out the negative thoughts. You got to take out the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And then you can see the clear you know, then you can have a clear vision of it. Yeah. But there's a there's a word in that sentence. So I would go back to the scripture, right? Yep. Heavenly Father will show us in our hearts and our minds. We forget that word, right? Yeah. If even people reading it will go heart and mind, <laughs> right? Okay. It's just like this, mm, this little yeah, syllable, sure, right? Yeah. Right? Heart and mind. No, it's heart and mind. And it has to be together all the time, yes. every single time? Yes, the spirit. The spirit it's can talk to separate? both. No, never. Not with the spirit. Anytime the spirit talks to you, it's always a thought and a feeling. Yes. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yes, it is. That's cool. So that's one indication, but how else can you know? Well, you know that Satan can talk to you in your mind. Yes. And then he can also talk into your heart, but never at the same time. What? Wait, what scripture tells us of that? Well, it just said. Oh, that way, yeah. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ will tell us in our heart and our mind. He so will give us the Satan correct will answer. Ta- attack it logically or attack it emotionally. Mm-hmm. But he can't do both at the same time. Correct. Give an example. And maybe in your life or something like that. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. Let's see. Thinking of a scenario. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm making a decision. I was trying to make a decision whether to move to Ogden to go to school there or to stay in Rexburg and go to school there. Okay. I'd been accepted to both nursing schools, and I didn't know which one to do. Okay. So I started praying about which one should I do. I don't really want to stay in Rexburg. I don't really want to go to Ogden. Which one should I do? And I had made up my mind to go to Ogden. And the Spirit said, or the, I felt in my head, I felt, yeah, that's logical because that's progression, right? Right. Yeah. It was, at the time, Ricks was only a two-year college, and so I'd already graduated from there at a two-year degree. So why stay? If I was there, I would be the oldest one on campus. I would be the, it's a progression, right? <laughs> right it's, yeah, so, exactly. it's progression. So I'm like, logically, that totally makes sense. Okay. Okay. But my heart was like, but if I move to Ogden, it will be, I'll have to, I don't even know where to live. I don't know a single person. And I was kind of depressed and sad, right? Um, and confused with what to do spiritually. And then I remembered my aunt lived there. Oh, maybe I could move with my aunt. So the spirit was talking. I was having emotion. I was having this, right? And then um, then I was talking to my friend. My friend says, oh, yeah, but staying at Rick's College, was, it's, it's security. It's, it's a lot better. And I'm like, oh, thinking logically, that is better. But I had already said that spirit had already told me in my heart and my mind but now i'm talking to my other friend and now it's logically that i should stay in rexburg maybe maybe i really should stay in Rexburg. satan was telling me through a friend to just stay there in my head only interesting but it wasn't i didn't feel it right i didn't feel it at all but when i talked to my aunt she was like oh yes we would make a bedroom for you yeah we could do this and then the feeling came back and the logic and it both right fit right so Yeah. yeah there's an example Cool. That makes okay. sense. All right. And so 
I guess the, the next question that comes to my mind then, if you're thinking about this logically all the way through, right? If I can have these questions with my heart and my mind at the same time, then I've checked it. I feel it in my head logically. Yeah. I feel it in my mind. It's my will. It's God's will. It's my desire. I feel emotion about it. I feel excited about it. So it must be right. Can we always rely on that? I'm assuming that we can, right? I mean, it's the spirit. Logically, that makes sense. Yeah. And the scripture says it's both in your heart and your mind, and I feel it in my heart and my mind, so I can rely on it. I do feel like there is something missing, though. Hmm, what could it be? That's the myth we're trying to bust, right? Well, I Or mean, prove. I guess if you had... If you didn't have, like, logical principles, like... If you didn't know oh, if your how logic to was think. messed up. Yeah, what if your logic was messed up? Oh, I like that. What if your emotions are messed up because you have, uh, if you're depressed? Mm. And so maybe it can kind of seem like it's coming from both when it's really just coming from one, or it can seem you can logically make it out in your mind. I mean, I know tons of people who, who had suicidal thoughts, and every single time when they got close or they attempted, some people that I attempted that I've talked to, They'll, they'll actually be, they'll actually, oh yeah, it's totally logical in my head. 100% logical in my head. And I felt it in my heart. Mm -hmm. So I think you're just proving that we shouldn't rely on that Maybe alone. We shouldn't rely on that. <laughs> hmm. So then what else is missing? Yes, what is missing? Let me tell you a story. Okay. So... In the scriptures, you got, you know the story. It's the story of the Ammonites or the people of Ammon. Okay? They had made, uh, Ammon had gone and converted, and the sons of Mosiah had converted them. They made a covenant never to pick up their weapons again. Okay. okay? They swore to God. They made a covenant with God. And they would never do it again because they knew that, that if they did, then they would get these feelings of lust or bloodthirst bloodthirsty blood yeah. yeah whatever again right so th that's great right they made the covenant and then now they're getting killed so they have to move into the land of Jershon into the land of Nephi yeah. and they live there for lots of years doing great yeah. right and then the Lamanites come down into the land of Nephi and they start killing the Nephites and to the point where it's a pretty bad battle and the Ammonites I mean, the people of Ammon are like, what do I do? Like, may, gosh, what, they're getting killed and we're not helping them and they're saving our lives, but we're not doing anything. What can we do? And the scripture says they were moved to compassion. We're moved to compassion? Where does compassion come from? Uh, our feelings or thoughts. Yeah. So they're getting logically, this makes sense. We got to help them. Yeah. We, we are able men... We can do this, so right? We, we right? Logically, yeah. we can do this. And then they were moved to compassion. That's in their heart, right? Yeah. Do you know what compassion is? Um, empathy. Empathy, it's immense love. In fact, the Islams, if you study the Islamic faith, they, they believe that God or Allah has 99 qualities. And compassion being the last one the highest of them all huh. compassion is the highest the most important quality of god they were moved to compassion that's 
intense. Yeah, yeah. Right? Intense. So logically, they've got it together. Emotionally, they're at the the most, right? Yeah. It's emotionally the most. They have decided that they need to help these guys, no matter the cost. Yeah. Right? Makes sense, right? It's the Holy Ghost talking to you. It's all, it makes sense, right? Seems like it, yeah. So they didn't do it. Why? Do you remember the story? Well, they made a covenant. They did make a covenant, but they were going to break the covenant. They were going to do it. Yeah. They were prepared. Well, that's when the sons of Helaman came in, right? Well, the sons of Helaman are their children. Yeah. Helaman comes in. Helaman comes in and says, I get that you're moved to compassion. I get that you're logically thinking that this is true. And I get that we are in desperate need. Yeah. However, there's one thing we're missing, and that's your covenant. Yeah. And your covenants are not to be broken. Why is it so important that we follow our covenants, even if it makes it logical sense? Breaking our covenant makes logical well, even, yeah, even when breaking our covenant is logical and we feel it in our hearts, why is it important that we continue to keep it? Well. It seems silly at that point, doesn't it? It does seem silly. It, it, it's, it doesn't make sense. There's, there's no. I've always had a hard time with this story because, of course, if I was that, I'd be more than willing to just, like, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do mm -hmm. this. I, mean, uh, I, I damn my salvation. I'm more worried about my family, you know. Yeah. Or that those that are saving me. Or why can't right. I help them, right? Right. Exactly. But what are our covenants? So let's go there. Okay. What What is a covenant? Covenant is uh, a promise or a, uh, a statement. Uh, yeah, well, a promise to God that you are going to do a certain thing. It's an if-then statement. If I do this. Mm -hmm. uh, then what? Then what? What's the other half? It's not that then I'll be saved. It's that then if I am willing to keep my covenant, then God will will, will, will save me in the end. Or, or strengthen whatever. you. Or, strengthen or not let your temptation be more than you can bear. Yeah. Or not um, let that that desire for blood come into your heart again. Yeah. I mean, it's a, we, we make that when we're in addiction, right? We covenant not to go back to the alcohol. Yeah. And if we do, then the alcoholism returns. Yeah. If we stop going back to the alcohol, it will not return. That's true. Yeah. Right? That's the promise that God has given us. We make that commitment with God. We don't break it. It's a commitment. And if I do, we have to be willing to suffer the consequences of right. God. We, well, the and consequences that come why, along with it. That's why I think they ultimately kept with their covenants because they were more afraid of God. Yeah. They were more afraid of, of what God than they were afraid of the Lamanites. Mm -hmm. But it's really about stabilization. We cannot rely on our thoughts because they're all over the place. Okay. Even if they come from Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Um, our, our, our hearts. We can't really rely on that either because we can be moved to compassion a lot. Yeah. But what we can rely on is Christ's section of the covenant. Okay. He will never break his covenants. He will never break his covenant. So that is the one steady, stable stuff in this whole story of the Ammon, right? Yeah. He's not moving. God is not moving. He's the only stable. Our mind is all over the place. Our hearts are all over the place. Our side of the covenant is maybe yeah. all over the place, right? But his side of the covenant is not 
going anywhere. I think that's why Stephen Covey and others have realized that if you don't make principles or you don't make the Constitution or if you don't make the Bill of Rights or if you don't make, in other words, God, if you don't make God your center, it will fail because he is perfect, right? You have to believe in something bigger than yourself mm -hmm. that's not only bigger but better and perfect because yeah. everything else usually falls apart. Yeah. Everything else is not stable, you're right. Yeah. You can't always rely on others to help you. But you so, can always rely on God and his principles and your covenant. Exactly. We can. You can. And as long as you keep your covenant, and the, remember the word keep that we did in another podcast, yes, yeah. to protect. Yes. You're protecting that covenant, right? You built the wall around it. You'll do anything not to break that covenant with God. Because you know he's not going to break his. Because if you do, you, you have to know and be willing to suffer the consequences. Yeah. And who knows what their consequences could have been, could right? Could have been small. Could have been... Devastating. Yeah. 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 yeah it could have been really bad. So knowing that, we can align our minds and our hearts with that stable. I think of it like triangularization. Okay. okay, that triangularization is when we of a GPS, right? How do we know that the GPS is going to be is leading and guiding exactly. us exactly yeah. where we're supposed to be, right? It doesn't use just one satellite. It uses two satellites and our position. It triangularizes the thing, yeah. making sure it's always in sync with the same thing. And yes, okay, now we can, we have three witnesses, let's say, that is right. So we have our covenant, okay, that's not going to move. Does our heart align with that covenant? Does our minds align with that covenant? And once we know that, do they both align? Then we have a triangle. Huh. And then now we can be stable and steady. That could be help, very helpful in decision making, especially in yes. 2020 where the chaos yes. is stealing and, and it is going and it is furious and the winds are... I mean, everyone has different opinions. Everyone has different thoughts. Everyone has different. Uh, it's just it's chaos on what to do, uh, and and who's right, who's wrong, what's blame. But if we could align with some principles, and so that we, if we know it in our hearts, if we know it in our minds, and it aligns with our principles. And let me just remind everyone: principles don't change. Yeah. Right. Principles, covenants, really. co well, That's covenants, well, co in this case it is, but you keep saying principles. So I want to just remember co principles, doctrines, and covenants, they are stable. Yes. Right. They're stable. We, They're That's the things that we need to align with. Yeah. And we make those covenants in order to align with those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Like yeah. those covenant, the doctrines are there. And then as church members, we go to the temple to align our now lives around mm -hmm. and centered around those covenants as yeah. well. So if we can keep our covenants and we know that it's right in our minds and we know it's right in our hearts, then we know mm -hmm. that it's the right decision to make. Right. Now, what kind of covenants have we made already? We've already made the covenant to be obedient. Yeah. We've already made the covenant to help one another, yeah. to have sacrifices, to keep the law of the gospel to keep the law of the chastity, to keep the law of consecration, yeah. right? If we can remember those covenants, and if when the Spirit comes into our mind, when the Spirit comes into our heart, we align those feelings with those covenants, then we are on the right track. Yeah. We are on the straight and narrow. Now, do you think that there might be multiple different right choices 
that align with that too? I mean, I know that can get confusing. That can get very confusing. <laughs> so it's not just as simple as that because there can be multiple different right Well, things. just think, because, you know, individuality, right? Everybody's going to, we, those covenants I talked about, we all, we all make. Yeah. But then there's our individual covenants that we make with God. Like I've committed to God to never eat sugar again. Really? Really. I didn't know that. I made that covenant and I, and I have it. I have it for two years. Yeah, you have it. That's right. Yeah. So that's my covenant with him and I'm going to keep it. Like I'm surrounding it, protecting it. That's my covenant with him. obviously you've been blessed because of it, for sure. Oh yeah. My health is way better. I've lost weight. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lots of really great things that have come with it. But more importantly, I trust myself. Trust yourself? What do you mean by that? I have never trusted myself because I'd always turn to food. Oh, you're too weak. You can't get over this. Uh, You'll never get over this, right? Yeah, we lose our hope in ourselves and with God. And now that I'm keeping my promise to God, I'm starting to believe in myself again. That's cool. And that's way more important to me than losing weight. (laughs) Yeah. You yeah. can trust that you are going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a, a, a uh, I think it was a face-to-face with the Elder Oaks, and it was he and his wife. And someone was asking him about, what, what is your morning routine? And he goes, well, the first thing I do is I wake up and I go running. And she goes, yeah, he goes running every single day. He never, ever misses. And then she said these words that changed my whole perspective in life. God can trust him. Huh. He made a covenant to go running every single day with God. And he's not going to break that commitment no matter what. God can trust him. And if God can trust him, then certainly he can trust himself. And if it's just a tiny little thing of going running every day, surely I can do something too, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, but tiny things are the easiest to forget. Too. Oh, yeah. But if they're real, true commitments. Yeah. Like we can make the commitments we keep in the temple, right? We can make those. But if we don't know what they are, how can we keep them? Well, I think that's why we do, uh, you know, that's why we have the sacrament to always remember him. Remember mm-hmm. those covenants yeah. that we make. Exactly. He wants us to keep on that stable. We have to Every keep our stable. Week, align our thoughts. Align our minds. Always aligning those three mm-hmm. things. That's yeah. cool. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. And once we have those alignments, nothing can stop us. Nothing. No matter the chaos that goes yeah. in the world, we can stay steady. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. In history, this is true too. You <laughs> mm-hmm. see, with the Mayflower and with the, when it didn't make logical sense when they landed, it didn't make logical sense. They said, "No, we have made a commitment to God that every Sunday that we worship, even the storms around them, they were going. They needed to hit mainland. They hit this little island, right, Plymouth Rock. Hit this little island, and they're like, uh, you're gonna die here, so we're gonna leave.'" Right, so we're just gonna leave you here because, but they, they made a commitment that they would worship Christ and worship God every single Sunday, because they knew that's the only way, their only reason why they came here, or the mm-hmm. only reason why they were able to show up is because they knew that it was because of God. Yeah. So then they made another commitment on that rock that they would never break, mm-hmm. and that commitment has 
has blessed generations upon generations upon generations of of that because they chose to align with the covenant and and because they because logically it didn't make sense nope it didn't make and sense. in their feelings they're like i really feel like we shouldn't be here because the world the winds are coming <laughs> but they were blessed and they were saved mm-hmm. yeah whereas other colonies didn't it didn't always it didn't work out that well mm-hmm. yeah they were meant to be for sure so yes you get it we have to have our covenants. Our covenants are ground. They are solid. They are stable. And if we keep them, protect them, then and then align our hearts and our minds. Because the Spirit's speaking there, right? The Spirit's speaking to our heart and our mind yeah. and things. And we don't get mixed up with Satan just speaking one and aligning one of them. No, you have to have three. <laughs> yeah. You have to have all three. And then you are you're stable. Think of the triangle as a stable stable one of the most stable shapes shapes in the mm-hmm. isn't it the most stable shape yeah well well the hexagon which has six triangles is more stable but it's but still it's, it's still a triangle, triangle yeah it's a foundational yeah. yeah yeah so yes keeping our covenants keeping our stable we need a stable and then we can use the rest of them to guide us and to go on to that path amazing yeah all right Enjoyed with this podcast, so we're busting the myth. We definitely busted the right myth today. So <laughs> yeah, it's, can't just—it's not just a feeling, not just the, not just a, not just a thought, but it's more than that. Yeah, we've got to align both of them up with our covenants, because yes, we can have our heart and mind. Yes, that's really, really important. But if they are different than our covenants, then, then we're not—we're not in alignment. Perfect. Okay. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. I, I mean, I just feel like the name of Jesus Christ, amen, for sure. <laughs> that one for sure felt that way. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, uh, please feel free to rate and subscribe to this podcast so you can get continuous updates um, and so that more people can discover uh, this amazing and fun podcast that we love to put together. So thank you guys so much. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.